When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. September call up, my friend. I did get a September call up, and wait, are you sure I'm in the right spot? This isn't Young Bucks. I, 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 I don't know. We're gonna talk prospects <sighs> periodically through this anyway, because hey, that's what's really interesting about Pirates baseball at the moment. <laughs> Speaking as someone who has watched a lot of major league games, what's going on in Altoona and Greensboro, Bradenton? That that that's more interesting. No, you're a very. That's a very good point, Alex, but. September is a big time for a lot of people, and it means that a lot of people have to step up, myself included, now that I just got to call up to the Pirates pod to be named later. Did I say that right? I usually just say podcast. Pod is just to make it. It's a long podcast name for SEO, so we make it pod for that. Huh. Okay. Well, welcome to our new podcast together. It's like our seventh podcast together. I like it. Can we even call these new anymore? I mean, this is just reboot after reboot. <laughs> right. It's just rebranding. Yeah. But this is what we're going to do from going on, uh, going forward here. In case you missed it on Young Bucks, Jared is going to be my co-host for this. In the second segment, he has an interview with Curve Manager uh, Miguel Perez, which is going to be uh, featured here. It's going to be great stuff there. But for first, we should probably talk a little Major League Baseball. So this isn't just Young Bucks <laughs> again. So, Jared, it is the month of September, and you're not the only September call-up for the Pirates this year. They have promoted a couple so far. Shelby Miller had his contract selected. Max Cranick was up to make a spot start. Now it's Philip Evans. Not usually what you expect from September call-ups. These aren't, you know, a lot of minor league kids coming up just looking for that shot. I mean, Shelby Miller is a veteran who's, looking for a chance to rebound Evans in the same way. Max Kranich, I guess, is that, you know, rookie trying to make a good impression, but this, this isn't a normal September call-up batch. No. And you also forgot about Cole Tucker too. And I mean, that was a little before, but yeah, you're right. He's basically a September call-up. Right. Um, So yeah, it it is weird. It is, you know, I mean, it's essentially a tryout and honestly, some of the guys, they, you know, keep putting in, why are we doing that? When you have a couple of young guys down at AAA that, you know, could see what you got. What, Do what you? you got to lose? You're going to lose 100 games this year, maybe. So, oh, no, 100 is pretty much guaranteed at this point. But some of us are optimistic, Alex. Some of us. All some right. Us. All right. You could be optimistic. But I think that's the thing about this group in the minor leagues. Like the farm system in general is, is really good. It's top five, almost exclusively from the bottom three affiliates. Like there is very little. In Indianapolis, because Travis Swaggart is on the IL, there doesn't 
appear to be any motivation to get uh, Marcano up to the major leagues, who they got in the Adam Frazier trade. It, it could happen maybe because of injury, but they seem to feel like he is being sufficiently challenged in AAA. And he slumped for a while. It's hard to exactly argue that as much as it would be exciting to see the you know shiny new toy up in the major leagues up here. But who, who else is in there? Is there after that? You're going off roster. I mean, and even then, is someone like a blind Madris, uh, a Christian Betancourt? Uh, I'm, I'm just thinking of guys. In Indy right now, I mean, Oof. honestly, with the exception of, of Kranich and your hurry, who, who's the next most exciting guy who could potentially make a September call up? Like Spitzbart? Yeah, I mean, what? Who? I mean, I'm, I'm recording this on my laptop is on a trash can, and I think that's a pretty good metaphor for how you know AAA has been for the Pirates this year. Wow. Um, and and that's just the way it was. I mean, that's how and Altoona was in 2019. But there, and, and it's not just in in AAA and the majors that people are getting called up. There have been there's been little to no movement other than Diego Castillo in the entire system, and, and maybe a couple to to Greensboro. But you know, with the well, the curve aren't going to make the playoffs. But Bradenton and Greensboro might, and obviously Indianapolis gets to play their like whatever the triple a is doing um and i I say that like not knowing what they're doing because i don't think they know what they're doing (laughs) but there is going to be postseason baseball extra 10 games or or something or other just so it mirrors the the major league season but yeah i i do you do you give a flyer for blind madrid maybe i mean i think performance wise he probably has it it can't be any worse than throwing wilmer defoe out there no no and I, i at some point September is infamous for, at some point, Jacob Stallings is going to stub his toe with like a week and a half to go in the season. And it's like a seven-day injury. And it's like, you know what? You're on the 60-day, Jacob. Great season. Or, or, or just someone like that. And there are going to be spots that open up. But I wouldn't mind, you know, seeing someone like Bly Madris getting a shot there because I also feel like a Bly Madris or James Marble, someone like that could easily be outrunned off the roster. So, get them a little taste of the majors. And if something, you know, they just blow you away, maybe that changes their standing within the organization. No, and I'm glad you mentioned James Marvel because we haven't seen him this year, have we? No. He's one of the very few in the all of professional baseball that hasn't pitched for the Pirates this year. And that's a little, I don't know if it's necessarily concerning, but at the same time, it is, it's weird because he did pitch for Pittsburgh last year. I mean, 2019. Last full year. He was a September right. call up there. Right, right, right. I mean, he was basically what we're advocating for here. And you know yeah. what? The answer for James Marble, like a really nice guy, but uh, is he a major league pitcher? We don't know because we haven't really seen him. <laughs> I think we kind of saw him. And you look at AAA, he has not done well there either. I mean, I think, I think we kind of got our answer with James right. Marble. But what was lost from 2019 other than <laughs> – you know, maybe a couple afternoons of, well, this guy isn't it. Whatever. No, that was the last place team anyway. You're right. And, and that's, and that's, that's what September's all about though. Finding what you got, because this team is not, obviously they're not competitive this year. Right. So 2022, 2023 are what you're trying to search for. Who's going to be that guy. And, you know, you know, as well as anybody, when you see a guy come up and debut, the pressure that you have is immense, right? You gotta, you gotta perform. You gotta prove that you belong. But that second time you get that call up, it's much easier because you know what to expect now. And you know what? Hey, 
see what they got because what's the worst that can happen? You get you drop a pop up in the infield and lose a game in extra innings. Oh man, you're you're just going hard on Defoe today. The fundamentals, man. I love. I'm as a baseball coach. I love the fundamentals, man. But it is what it is. You know, I don't get paid to to catch balls. I get paid to talk about guys that catch balls or teach people to catch a baseball. That's yeah. I do get paid to do that. Actually, it's crazy how that works. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Some of this is whatever. I don't like the 28-man roster for it. I don't think that was a good trade. I mean, it was good for the Pirates. They took advantage of it by just stashing Luis Oviedo and still having a full bullpen, and he can pitch either garbage time or, or whatever. He'll be worth it once he finally loses that Rule 5 status and all that good stuff. That's a nice plus. But, yeah, I don't know. Just two extra people. I know we'll see more people cycle through, but that just is, yeah, I'm, I'm not crazy about it. Give me the Jake Elmores of the world. Give me give me your Phil Cokes. You're tired. You're weak. Oh, sorry. You're boring me with some of those guys, and you said give me your tired. Oh, okay. But, yeah. This I, is the laser. Let's... This is the whip smart commentary you should expect from the rebranded podcast to be named later. Yeah, they keep – listen, I'm on two podcasts. I, I, they don't know how to say no to me or I don't know how to say no to them. But, yeah, I mean, listen, it's September. You know, I know there's a Green Day song, Wake Me Up When September Ends, but I really want to see these guys perform in September. I want to see what Cole Tucker does. I want to see – maybe not necessarily Philip Evans, but, like, I want to see Oviedo. I want to see those guys and see what they can do because guess what? The Pirates have to start making decisions for 2022 and 2023, which I think it, it comes now. You know, does Tucker make it through the winter? Maybe, maybe not. Does he perform well? Yeah, one night he hits two, gets two hits off the, out of the leadoff spot, and then another he's 0 for 5 with three Ks and God knows what. So, you know, you, you want that consistency, and, and September is where you find it. Real fast to close. One person on this 40-man roster who has to have a big September. It's got to be. For me, it's cool Tucker, hands down. Um, I mean, I, I feel like his his – his tenure with the pirates is on its last legs. And if he doesn't come up and perform, then audios to Vanessa Hudgens boyfriend. For me, it's Anthony Alford who has maybe the loudest tools of anyone on this team. Like maybe the best raw power. And I mean that legitimately, maybe, you know, one of the best run tools could field could throw. He just has to, the whole package has to come together. It did in Indianapolis, even though there were a ton of strikeouts. He's striking out a ton in the major leagues. He's got to put the bat to the ball. If he could do that, this guy is an everyday outfielder, maybe even an all-star, but he hasn't done that. Just show it for four weeks down the season, save your roster spot, go into 2022 with the head of Steve. No, and I think that's a really good point because, listen, if he just if he makes contact constantly, that's fine. But it's the K rate that, that is really worrisome and bothersome because when you, if you're not moving the ball, things aren't happening. You can't do anything when the ball's in the catcher's mitt. And no good comes from a strikeout, yeah. No, not unless you're a pitcher. And, well, Anthony Alford's an outfielder and a hitter. So, But no, I, I agree with Anthony Alford. I think he does have to have a big – he has to have a big September. And, you know, I and him and Cole Tucker are going to get, you know, reps almost every day, if not every other day. And they have to make the most and they have to maximize because they're, they're playing for their 2022 year and same thing for the pirates. So what are you going to get? Can you get consistency out of their bats? Because I think for both of them, the gloves can play. 
but it's the bats and the consistency at the plate at the major league level that, that you really need to see something. And we haven't seen it from either of them yet. All right. For those of you who like Young Bucks and aren't ready to give that up yet, we got a little minor league segment here. Jared Krugar talked to current manager Miguel Perez. You're going to listen to that right after this break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. this season been like being back in Altoona? You were here as a player, now as a coach. What's this been like for you? Um, you know, I, I've been here at different stages in my, in my career. Uh, but definitely Altoona is special because that, that was my, this is the first team after, this was my first team after I, I, uh, I get out of my first team, which, which was uh, Cincinnati Reds. You know, I signed up. I, I, I usually signed with the Cincinnati Reds, and um, so I signed here as a free agent in 08. So I came here for the first time. I, I, so I, when I came to the Pirates organization, so they sent me to Altoona. So, and it was a different stage of my career because that's I had a new newborn baby. Uh, you know, I was recently married, so it was kind of different uh, second stage of my career and life too you know um, so I made a good friends here they help us a lot so they always make me feel welcome in this town so um, so I spent a lot of time here and then I came as a coach with Tom Prince it was another great year probably one of the best years that I that I have in baseball as, as basically as a coach and now as a manager you know it's always it's always great to, to come back to Altoona. Now, you're you're fortunate enough to have a lineup that seems to be loaded, one through eight, and even when certain pitches are out there, it seems like that's loaded too. What's it like putting that lineup together? And is it hard when you have as much of guys as you do, or the guys that you do um, that can hit as well as they do? You know, I, I use one through nine. To be honest, not one through eight, one through nine, and I and I. Uh, uh, when I'm making the lineup, is is because I really, I truly believe that this is the thing that's going to beat the other team. Now we have, uh, yeah, we have guys now that you know they, they can they, they can impact. They're going to they're impact the game at the higher level, you know, uh, moving forward. Uh, it's a good problem to have, you know. I think the organization is doing uh, such a great job, you know, with with the, all the prospects that we have. And yes, it's hard, you know, it's a, a challenge to make the lineup. And, but it doesn't mean that because uh, Bay is hitting A, it doesn't mean that he cannot hate. It's just, you know, the circumstances, you know, put me in that situation, which is, you know, it's a good problem to have. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a challenge. How do you manage that? How do you manage? Because not all of these guys are – some of them are playing the same positions or some of them are positions are similar. How do you manage that? Man, uh, well, we just, you just said, I mean, manager is, is – 
Yeah, we managed the game. It, it can be maybe probably the easiest part of the of, of the day, you know. Even though we we made mistakes, and but that's part of the game too. But managing is, is is about people. It's about communicating with people. It's about having a relationship with guys and knowing, you know, letting them know that, that, that I have their back. So I communicate with them a lot about a, a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, they play different positions. Doesn't mean that it's gonna be. Uh, position change. He's actually adding value to, you know, their careers. Uh, it's like we talked earlier about Cruz, you know, practicing in center field. Now Bays is in center field. Um, the middle infielders are playing all three positions. So it's adding value to their careers. And But I think the most important thing is to keep, you know, keep communicating with that and let them know, let them know what's What's the purpose of Are those different or those difficult conversations to have with those players when you talk, like say Juwan Bay, and he's predominantly a second baseman, and say, hey, can you play center field or no Neil Cruz? Can you go out to the outfield? Is that difficult to have with those players? Uh, I'm, I'm, I won't say it's difficult. I mean, once once you set up, once you have a, a good relationship with them, you know, it, it's easy to to have those type of conversations because of uh, uh, I always show them that I that I. The, you know, I'm, I'm have the best interest for them, and, and I'm all about their careers, and they know that I'm not gonna let them down. So, um, you know, once you establish a, a relationship, which, which, which is not with some of the guys, my relationship is not from this year. It's been from three, four years now. So it's kind of it's not hard to have those conversation with certain guys, but there's some other guys. It, you know, it get challenged because it's uh, um, you know. It's probably the first time that I that I coach him, and but uh, my biggest thing is 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 showing them that I really care about them. Now, when you talk about building those relationships, and, and you've been with some of these guys for for a long time, how hard is it to build those relationships? You know, say uh, Carter Bins, who just joins the organization, he's a catcher. So, you know, when a position player comes to an organization, it, like a Sawinski, it's not really that hard to get acclimated. But a uh, catcher, you have to learn the entire staff, the entire rotation everybody the ins and outs how difficult is it to kind of build that rapport with them as soon as they get to the organization yeah it, it, yeah it definitely was a challenge for him uh for us uh to go through uh, you know to the whole pitching stuff and that's why uh i kind of gave him a couple of days before i put him in there uh to get you know uh, to let him get to know the guys and let him have some feel for the guys and and talk through you know what we've been going through this this year um but you know, with him specifically, you know, he's, he's actually he's pretty good behind the plate. He has a very good idea. He knows what he's doing with the fingers, and and so he has a he he has a he's, he has a great idea. So it, it wasn't as hard as 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 I was expecting. Now, as a former catcher yourself, how does that help you with a guy like Vince when he comes to the organization? You've done that, you've been that, in that situation before. How does that help you kind of translate? What you need from him as soon as he gets here? It's, 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 it's you know, it's helpful. It's a lot, you know. It, it takes me a lot of my plate when it comes down to talking about catching, uh, especially if it's new. I mean, with, with Swinski, it's probably different because I never play outfit, but I've been I've been coaching for a little bit and I've been listening a lot to some guys that I've been around and and but. Uh, I know we're not talking about Swinson, but he made it easy too. I mean, he's, a, he's a guy that he came here ready to play. He played hard, he, and he's a great guy on and off the field. So going back to Bings, yeah, it, it, it's, it's helpful because 
you know, I'm managing, but sometimes I put myself in that situation that I, like, I'm, I'm catching, I'm calling the game, and and that, you know, that allows me to know who's on the mound and what, what he can do in certain situations and stuff like that. So it's very helpful. Thank you, Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate Thank your time. You. Podcast to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Yeah, we're three segments now. What 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 do you expect? This is the Young Bucks, you know. It's the big <laughs> leagues. We're a three-segment show now, baby. But this one's still gonna be short. Jerry, this week, Rick Eckstein has been let go by the organization. The Pirates are gonna be moving in a new direction with their hitting program. I know who you're gonna say. Make your case for for John Nunnally to be the new hitting coach. My boy John Nunnally, man. He's you look at these guys and, and I see it at the minor league level all the time. And, and I'm sure if you ask some of the guys who are in triple a who would be a big factor is, is John Nunnally. He's got major league experience as a hitting coach. If you remember back to um, the early two thousands, mid two thousands, Cleveland Indians back when they were pretty solid. And, you know, he's worked with guys like Travis Hapner. When I count, when I talked to Mason Martin, and obviously there are going to be a lot of flashbacks back to young bucks and, and to, to prior to prospects, but you know, it, his, his guy was, was nuns. And, and, you know, he's a guy that I think can do it. And I think he's a guy that I think could have that success. And it's, and it's a guy that all of these guys have worked with because geez, the turnstiles, it seems like I feel bad for whoever has to handle the roster transactions because it seems like there are guys bouncing up and down. I mean, the only guy that he really hasn't worked with is Rodolfo Castro. And that's because Castro doesn't believe in AAA unless he needs uh, roadside assistance. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's fair. Nunnally is a very, I mean, you've seen it in my writing. Like he is a very well-respected. He's a good hitting coach. Uh, even in Altoona, if you want to, you know, just go with those pre-existing relationships, David Newen is someone who I, I think would also potentially fit in that role. But if it's my choice, I want the hitting version of Josh Hopper, who I, I'm teasing right here but I, I got to talk to hopper recently in altoona it's going to be in a big story that's going to be coming out in the not so distant future but that is a guy who has a plan he is what you were looking for in player development someone who is able to build those relationships with players someone who is able to go to a player and say what do you think about this idea and the player says well i don't know and you actually listen out and it's like well, how about we try it? And if you try for five minutes and something clicks, that's great. If you try it for five minutes and it's like, no, this isn't for it. It's like, okay, whatever. This is trial and error. Don't worry about it. You need someone who is a smart, young, knowledgeable in biomechanics and analytics, someone who is able to connect with people. I don't know who this is as a name. All I can offer is I want the hitting version of Josh Hopper. Wow, way to be super vague, Alex, but also yes. very descriptive. I mean, maybe he's, a, maybe he's a minor league coach. Maybe he's a college coach. I, I think my one prerequisite will be he has to be outside of the organization. Nothing against Nunnally or Newen. You just need fresh blood if you're going to start a new hitting program. I'm not saying those guys can't stay in the organization, but someone up top needs to be new. And that's the thing, too. You know, the, even picking Eckstein and, and even having David Eckstein there for a hot minute, too, it was just – 
back when Derek Shelton took over, it was just kind of weird to me that that was one of the holdovers. This is not, it's not like the pirates have been this hot hitting team, but I know that he was well in 2019. Right. But he was a, he was a player's favorite. He's a, he's, you know, one of those guys that, that they respected. And now most of the guys that we played on those teams were are gone. Are gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a reality there. I mean, that, David Eckstein was given a hard deal. Like whatever he had, whatever he had, Josh Bell, that rookie season for Reynolds and Newman, hitting coach always is going to have a tough spot because mm-hmm. people love say fire the hitting coach, not because man, do I hate David Eckstein as much as they like the concept of firing the hitting coach. And, and that's tough for, for someone like David Eckstein, who I thought really did handle himself a class and was an upstanding person throughout a very tough season. It's a shame that it came to an end like this. Right. And you know, the, the ends are always the toughest, but you know, I, I like the pirates kind of the, the brashness of, of getting rid of them now and, and seeing what you got, because if it's not going to get any better anytime soon, you might as well cut ties. And if that's the case, then, then go for it. But are there any other guys that you think on this staff that should be let go or, or how do you think that's going to play? Uh, out no, I'm, I'm not going to do that on the podcast. That, that, that'd be, that would be uh rude and I got to talk to these people but no like there isn't anyone on this podcast or or in this coaching staff where it's like I can't believe blank is a major league coach he's horrible no like there are a lot of good people on this coaching staff and just sometimes Eckstein was dealt a tough hand with this offense and whenever someone like Newman doesn't break out and you know Moran and Hayes are hurt for a long season, large part of the season, and Hayes never really gets up to one hundred percent. And the offense isn't there. I, I I said in the past, you know, David Eckstein through all of last year got a full year by because of the breakthrough that he and Hayes made. Well, Hayes took a step back, and that's not to say I'm throwing this firing on on Hayes's feet because that's way too much pressure to put on a kid. But if Hayes hit like he did in September, all of this season. The offense would be a lot better. Maybe you don't have to think, okay, we need to rework this entire offense. That's, no, and- that's not me putting pressure on, on key. That's just a fact. That's a reality. Right. And it's, it's really tough because as a hitting coach, and even as a pitching coach too, right. You, these you're not out there performing the task for these guys. You're helping them perform their tasks. And when they are not performing up to their tasks, you know, it, it's tough because every situation is different. Brian Hayes is battling a wrist injury. That's never, you know, that's hard when you're a hitter. Anytime you're dealing with your hands or anything or wrists or any type of arm issues, that's nearly impossible to come back from right away as a hitter. And if you can, congratulations, you're Superman. But it's just, you know, it, who do we expect to hit? You know, Gregory Polanco hits the ball hard every time right at somebody if he didn't strike out or whatever. And now he's and the Toronto Blue Jays um, organization. It, it, it's tough because, you know, Ricky Eckstein was a, was a great human being, but that's the, that's the business side of, of the sport. You know, if you're not performing or the guys under you aren't performing, it's tough, you know, like Derek Shelton and, and some of his decisions. Yeah. You throw Chad cool out there and boom implosion. That's obviously not the intention, but that's not necessarily Derek Shelton's fault either. And, or, or Oscar Marine. It, it's just, it's, it's the hard part about coaching because you coach these guys up as much as you can, but at the end of the day, they got to go out and perform. And, and when they don't perform, it's not necessarily on them as much as it comes back to 
to you. It's whenever they're doing great, it's them. But whenever it, it, the bad is the bad, it's it's on you as a coach. And that's the weird aspect of coaching. And and it's one of the only professions that it's kind of like that. Thank you for listening to this new. Do we call this a reboot? No, what it's just me. It, it's me coming. It's me getting a September call. All it's, right. It's, it's me. I got to I got to start bringing my A game every Saturday and Sunday now because it's a weekend of Jared Pruger on podcast. And I'm so sorry. You guys have to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Jared Pruger podcasting network here on JP Pittsburgh sports. Oh, that sounds weird. But yeah, no, I'm excited. It felt weird. It felt weird to say, Jared. <laughs> Listen, I did not pay Alex to do that. I promise. He did that out of his free will. There's no gun up to his head virtually. I did not. I did not put him through that. But no, it's it's all part of me joining you on on Pirates coverage, and and I'm excited. I, you know, Alex and I. Obviously, if you've listened to Young Bucks, you've probably listened to to this, and um, I'm excited to to be a part of this now and kind of merge. It's a merging of two shows. There, it's a merger. Merger. All right. Merger with September call-ups. It's like, um, oh, the, Ross, the show's expanding. How yeah, many terrible... It was a lot more show. And we didn't quote Shrek. Well, I, you didn't quote Shrek. And before you do, I'm going to say thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you find five podcasts. This one's on there, too, for some reason. But wherever you find a five podcast, you can find all the shows we have on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again next week. Mm-hmm.